Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Interrogang podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Spheris. I have once again been given keys to the podcast, so let's see what kind of damage I can do. We have one more Summer Rewind episode for you, and I'm going with a conversation from the first season, episode 20, Be a Nice Snob. It's all about how we handle our opinions about other people's work, our own work, and if you can be a snob without also being obnoxious. And when I need experts on being obnoxious snobs, I turn to Josh and Kyle. I'm kidding, but they're all I've got. So here they are. Enjoy. So Kyle, I have a I have a question mm-hmm. for you, non-type related, and we're really digging deep into who Kyle is. You're gonna be you're gonna be digging up some some skeletons here. Oh boy. What are, what's something in life that you are snobby about? What are you a snob about? What do you <laughs> what do you care? Wait, wait, let me let me define snob for our purposes yes, here. Yes, I think that's important. To me, snobbery is an opinion you hold that you know isn't mainstream, isn't the main thing, or you know people disagree with, and you care so little that they disagree with you. You're not even willing to entertain their opposite opinion, you believe it so firmly, and thus you become a snob yep. about it. Does that definition work for you? I think there are some things I'd like to amend about that definition. Okay. However, let's start there, because I think that's, that is okay. acceptable. Okay. So the question to me is, what am I a snob about? What are you a snob about in life? Okay, in life, in general. If I think about this question, I have to think about the difference between a pet peeve a preference and a thing I'm snobby about. Right. I was thinking about uh, solo cups and how I definitely don't like drinking out of solo cups. And I think that that's something I might be a snob about. The distinction to me is can you or do you refuse? Do you flat out refuse? Right. And do you not understand someone who can? So that's the thing. I, if someone handed me a solo cup and it was the only option, I would use it. So it's not like I'm a snob to the point where I outright reject it. First of all, I do love this because I never knew this about you. Yeah. (laughs) It's a phenomenal tidbit that now I'm going to have to steal uh, because these are the the things I look for, the diamonds in the rough about Kyle Reed. Sounds great. Let me give you my example (laughs) of what I feel like I'm a snob about. And maybe that'll explain. Yes, let's hear what you've got going on. So my thing, and I, people are, the, the danger here is people are listening and we're telling you all the things that we're obnoxious about. So, right, we're definitely going to come across as obnoxious in some way. I hope yeah. I have gained your trust, <laughs> gentle listener, with whether you think I'm a, a dick or not. After this, um, my snobbery is about reading books. Mm-hmm. I believe that in the 21st century, a part of human existence has to be reading books. I have had multiple conversations over the past couple of months with people who very proudly pronounce that they don't read books. They listen to podcasts. They love to learn. They yeah. listen even to audiobooks. And my snobbery is that is unacceptable. <laughs> All you, you unacceptable, unacceptable. And that's that's the line to me. It's unacceptable. It's not like I hear you. I understand you. I don't agree. It's no. I need you to do this mm-hmm. one book a year, at least. Because it requires a different part of your brain. It requires a discipline. To me, it's so important 
and I'm not willing to accept the other side of that coin. Yeah. And that's my snub. And I bet 90% of people who are listening to me say that are like, yes, that's a snobby opinion. And I don't care. <laughs> and I don't care. Right. You can own it, right? I, I own everybody's it. a snob about something. I feel very strongly. This is our chance to air a couple of things that we're snobs about. I feel as though I have a few more design-oriented snobbery like points than uh, than in real life. Uh, I try not to be a snob in real life, I guess, but when it comes to design... Bless you, Kyle. That's a good segue to my next question. <laughs> that This is just good podcasting. Segue yeah. from one to the next. Kyle, what's something you would define yourself as a snob about type? So to me, I'm a huge snob about typesetting. I have a real chip on my shoulder, I guess, when it comes to how people use typography. Good typesetting, I'm a huge snob for, mm-hmm. to the point where if it's not well typeset, I will outright reject it. You believe them to be true idiots? Inferior in some way. Like, it, there's definitely a judgment happening, Ooh, right? Through inferior. Oh, yeah. goodness. I, I think, I feel they like are that's... less than. This is one of those things I wanted to amend uh, the definition of snobbery to, to include. Is I think snobbery includes an inherent judgment. Yes, good call, good call. And it has to play out in a way that that judgment is shared so uh, or expressed outwardly. Like you can think to yourself, oh man, I don't like the way they did that. That's not really being a snob. That's just you being judgmental. <laughs> it's when you share that opinion is when you become a, uh, an actual snob. When I guess the, the part of, for me, the distinction is where it's like, I just don't care if you disagree with me. I stand so firmly. I have dug yeah. my heels in. So yeah. I think that's a good line too. So uh, strongly. So on that line, I don't care if you think I'm a snob for having this opinion about typesetting. If your rag is bad, if you use poor proportions in your letting or you kern something poorly, just basic typesetting skills. Mm-hmm. It's your job. Like, do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a real snob when it comes to typesetting. So that's more of a graphic design snobbery. Type design specifically. Yes. I'm a real snob about people putting in extraneous serifs and kind of uh, messing with letter shapes to the point where they're kind of unrecognizable. Like to me, that's not typography anymore. And yeah, I'm OK saying that I'm a snob about it. I'm. I'm so mad right now. We didn't discuss this ahead of time. You stole mine. Oh, really? Mine is when they don't look like the source letter anymore. Where oh, you're nice. trying to be yeah. so unique and so different that, which it's a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, you're trying to push the boundaries. You're trying to do something that's never been done. But man, when a G doesn't look like a G, or you just made yeah. a blob of something and you're insisting it's an E. Uh, it doesn't work for me. You can express your opinions about it. Yeah. Does that make you a snob? Yes. In this case, I'm okay being a snob in that sense too. Like <laughs> it's not the the same, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure I've earned my right to be a type <laughs> snob yet. But that's there's I'm just sharing my opinion. Right. Does this make there. then make you an obnoxious person? Um, see, that's I think there's a I think there's a distinction here. I think you're in life, right. you really can only have two or three things that you're a snob about. Anything more, <laughs> and then that becomes a defining feature. You become contrarian. 
you become unpleasant and you become obnoxious. But if there is one or two hard felt beliefs that you, you just, it is mine. And and I truly do feel like my books one is, Mm -hmm. is a big, like, that's just, that's a lifetime thing that you're going to have. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I have anything else that makes me truly obnoxious. You know, you tell me we'll get emails. Let's get some emails. (laughs) <laughs> let's open that oh Pandora's boy that's box. a whole other episode and so i hope that 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 keeps me from being obnoxious but also if i went around telling people you know if right. i went up to a, a person i know only vaguely well and was like how many books have you read this year i've read 50 you know it's like okay you're being obnoxious about your belief so i think it's how you <laughs> conduct yourself holding a snobby belief is different than just shoving it in mm. people's face constantly. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the definition of a snob, but where do you think that line is between having just a personal preference that is strong and being someone who is a snob based on our our definition we've established? Yeah, that's a tough line to define, uh, but I think it is important to define it. I've got an answer. Do you? Yeah, I do. What's yours? Okay. Hit me with it. For me, you cross the line from having an extreme preference to being a snob when your uh, opinion, your extreme preference affects adversely somebody else. So when somebody else is affected by your your opinion being expressed or shared, that's when you become a snob about it. Mm-hmm. It's To me, it's that adverse uh, affectation. So you, you've taken, you have snob being a true negative connotation. I think so. I mean, I don't. I think I, I disagree. I don't disagree. Have you I'm, ever met a snob that you've been like, "That guy's awesome. He's such a what snob. a cool guy." Yeah, I want to talk more to him. <laughs> Your point is is well made. I I agree. I think for me the difference is in that idea of understanding, having empathy towards someone's opinion. Mm-hmm. I can have a personal preference mm-hmm. over something. I prefer a steak medium rare. I don't really ever want to eat one well done. Mm-hmm. If you order one, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Whereas a snob, a snob would look at that and say, right. don't eat that. Like if you do Why it. would you eat that? You disgusting monster. Don't eat that well done steak. <laughs> that's the di- that's the difference to me. And so my version sure. also it's, adds yeah, a real expression of judgment. It adds the judgment. I liked your use of judgment in the definition. Yeah. And it also adds that negative connotation mm-hmm. though again i do think so so i want to start talking also about snobbery in creative fields in creation yes because and this is why i want to i want to step back from snobbery being a complete negative because i would argue that in creative fields where what someone's opinion of what you've created unfortunately is so impactful to its success i don't know if people can avoid occasionally being snobbish about something because opinions are free flowing, Mm. especially in our world of Twitter and social media. Opinions Mm -hmm. have become currency. Yeah, having an angle is a important thing in a way. Is an aspect, is a brand, is a part of you. But opinions are dangerous things when you lose sight of their individualistic nature. When you lose sight of the fact that it's it's mine. It's not necessarily for the world to have. Yep. It's very important that you hold your opinions and hold them dearly, 
but it becomes, like I said, currency. It becomes something you need to dispense carefully. Mm-hmm. But all that to, to <laughs> circle back to the original point that when you're talking about art or performance or any kind of creation, your opinion on something holds so much weight to that thing. Mm-hmm. How can you not be a snob sometimes? How, Kyle? How? You know, we mentioned it before that I feel like everybody is a snob about something. And I think the crux of this answer here relies on the fact that everybody just doesn't want to admit that they're a snob about something and that that one thing that they're a snob about is actually making them a more edgy artist or creative expressor. Like that's the perspective Mm -hmm. from which they come from. And it's something that can make them different. It's something that can make them unique. I really like that. And I think it's, it's not very often that people will attribute their kind of perspective to the thing that they're a snob about. Like I think in the type world, just to give an example, I have a real snobbery about classic typesetting, but I think that's informed a lot of the type design that I've created and graphic design that I created to be more in line with that. And that's given me a specific aesthetic or approach to kind of my design practice. So snobbery being used in a good way. You're always... You're always going to be a snob about something you care yeah. about. You can't be a snob about something it's that the you're warm right. about. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like, you know, I think everyone should drive this car, but I don't really care about it. It's uh, you you got to care. Right. No, I I totally agree. And I think with uh, with creativity, with creation, potentially this is a snobby comment about snobbery. So I'm in a vicious cycle of snobbery. <laughs> you are I a, a meta snob. Um <laughs> that the I think the, a line that gets crossed for me is when someone uses the argument art is subjective to justify bad art, which which is an inherent mm-hmm. it's that is a snobby act. Mm-hmm. And I think me saying that is a yeah, snobby, snobby thing to say because I'm I'm a, I'm establishing that that is bad art. <laughs> yeah. But but I some people would argue there is no such thing. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Whereas, no, I kind of believe that there is such a thing as bad art. If there, if there isn't bad art, right. then what did we spend all this time and money on learning how to do these things? <laughs> so right. to me, it's a it's snobbishness to like what you like and find excuses for it as opposed to find reasons. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't mm. be using that to justify bad examples of art. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that there is something inherently powerful in having a strong opinion about something being a snob does have a a negative connotation to me in the sense that you know you could probably achieve what you want to achieve without being a snob just being more of a like i was i was chatting about this with my wife hannah and she she said what's the opposite of being a snob and Mm. i was like "Ooh, great question very good question i think it's i think it's humility i think it's and this really applies to the creative fields. It's not having a uppity or better than thou stance to whatever you're talking about. It's being open-minded enough to say, okay, I have this really strong opinion, but I know that that's not the end all be all for you. It's uh, you know just something that I, I'm putting out there. That's my perspective in saying, you know, still being open to accepting other people's 
opinions, whether they're snobby or not as well. (laughs) And piggybacking, piggybacking off of that, I think my answer would be empathy. It would be the the understanding of someone else's position to a point of accepting it. And whereas a snob does not accept Mm -hmm. it. That was Hannah's as well, for the record. She said empathy as well. So I think you're you're definitely on to something. Great minds think alike. Was that a snobby thing for me to say? (laughs) I don't even know anymore. I know. I feel like everything I say is snobby now. Now that we've had this conversation, I I'm very worried. <laughs> We're gonna be checking ourselves all week. I'm just gonna shut up for the rest of the week because I can't say <laughs> anything that's not snobby. I do think yeah. you know you mentioned part of the part of it is the self reflection and the self understanding of where you are snobby, so that you can yeah. turn it into something positive, so that you it becomes part of your thing. So if that's the case, then yeah, we're doing really good. We've done a lot of. <laughs> we hope we're we're the best people ever. I don't think anyone. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else can hold says. a candle. Yeah, I don't care what anyone else says. We're awesome. We are clearly the best. Uh, clearly. <laughs> but having that sense of self awareness is just really important when it comes to being. You can still have snobby opinions, like I said earlier. There might be a way to, to harness that and make that a good thing or positive force, or have it you know in, influence yes. your work. As long as you're continually self-aware, that's what prevents you from becoming an asshole. That's my that's my statement on it. The only thing preventing us from being assholes is self-awareness. I'm just excited that we got you to swear twice. <laughs> oh yeah, that one's that one's for you. And to just bring it back to type really quickly too, I think that statement about inevitability is really powerful. There are inevitably going to be a lot of opinions out there about typography. It is this weird mix between design and art. There is something with the, it needs to be taken with a grain of salt in a lot of, lot of uh, occasions or circumstances, but it's okay to have a, a bit of a snobbery as long as you're not adversely affecting other people. And as long right. as you are retaining an open mind about the typo- typography scene in which you're operating in. Um, be a nice snob. Yeah, be a nice snob. Everyone be nice. <laughs> the world needs more snobs. It needs less assholes. <laughs> Take that one. There we go. Uh, that's a perfect button. Us saying assholes in unison is a good button. Well, that's it for this week's Gang. This episode, like many before it, was edited by yours truly. And the music you're listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Max Band. If you're able, please consider becoming a supporter of the show for as little as $3 a month by clicking the link in the episode notes. If it's not in your budget, we totally understand. Please take a moment to rate, review, subscribe, or just tell your friends about the show. Any and all is greatly appreciated. Brand new episodes will start up again next week. We'll see you there. As always, thanks for being a part of the Gang, and we'll see you next time.